Welcome to the Mostly Podcast at Night, episode 150, Alien Resurrection. It's been more than 200 years. This podcast has just started. <laughs> our podcast for coming was 200 years ago. You know what would have been funny? If we did this at our 200th episode and I said there'd been more than 200 episodes, this podcast has just started. But... Oh, that would have been perfect. Wouldn't yeah, it that's okay. Mm. This is a celebration of our 150th. Happy anniversary. Yay! Happy 150 episodes. Woo-hoo. Oh my gosh. I cannot Woo-hoo. believe that we are here celebrating 150 episodes. I know, right? It's like crazy. It's, crazy. it's been over three years. It's yes. just insane to me to, to think. Hey, we have staying power. We did our writing project for 10 years, so I think this is going to last just a little bit longer than that, so just saying. Yeah, well, definitely, for sure. We're going to be around. And you will have to we're suffer not... and listen to us. I mean, <laughs> we're enjoy not going us. anywhere. <laughs> and hopefully you are enjoying us and not suffering, yeah. They're not suffering. They're fine. It's fine. <laughs> They're <Everyone's> fine. fine. <laughs> How's it going, Cass? Fun and dandy. How are you, Carnage? Just cool. Real cool. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. No, West Side Story fans here. Okay. Oh, is that what that was? Yes. Stay cool, boy. Easy does it. Something. I don't know the words anymore. All right. I don't either. I've seen that <laughs> show once. Oh, I own it. I'll let you borrow it. Oh, thanks. Do you want a VHS or DVD? Neither. Okay. You suck. <laughs> Who are we? I have amnesia. <laughs> we are the mostly podcast at night. Mostly. Your amnesia must last from I know, like I five that. seconds ago when I said it. <laughs> five seconds ten. Hi, how's it going? What's your name? <laughs> Hi, how's it going? What's your name? Um, and we are two best friends of twenty years who bicker and banter our way through a di- di- through a different horror movie each week. Usually, we take turns picking, and the only qualification is it has to be scary. Sometimes not even that. <laughs> it's not even that qualification. <laughs> sometimes comedy horror uh, isn't even scary, but that still gets in. So, yeah, I guess I can't even say that sometimes. Spice World um, gets in. <laughs> sometimes, oh, sometimes scary in a different way gets in. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> scary and it's scary. This movie got made. Oh, shots fired. I love it. <laughs> Um, but we take turns each week picking a different scary movie to bring to you, and sometimes our qualifications for picking are less than savory, i.e. they are revenge (laughs) picks or prevenge picks or what have you, because we like to fight sometimes. Sometimes. There are expletives ahead. We do swear on this show, so there's that. And uh, spoilers ahead as well. I mean, this was 1997. This movie came out, so you should have seen it by now. But, you know, if you haven't, it's uh, streaming. It's What's not it streaming on? Streaming. It's, it's not streaming? You have to rent it. Yeah, you got to rent it from Amazon Prime, but it's super cheap to rent. So it is streaming. You just have to pay for it. KS and I own this. I mean, you can always write to us and ask for our copy of ours, and we more than happy will mail it to you, like Blockbuster or, or early Netflix. But slide into our DMs and ask her. Um, I don't think they want my because... VHS tape because that's all I have it on is VHS. Well, I have it on Blu-ray, and I'm keeping my Blu-ray, so. So selfish that you won't give it to our fans. I mean, come on. How dare you? I have the Alien Anthology Blu-ray set, which at time of purchase was like around 100 bucks when it first came out. I it's got like it on... 99 now. I was going to say, I got it major on sale for like 10 bucks, but... 
Well, aren't you special? Because I've got the Die Hard special trifecta collection, too. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I have that, too. <laughs> Back when there were only three Die Hards. <laughs> Not like six or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but this week, it wasn't a revenge pick. This was to celebrate our 150th episode. We chose to do Alien 4 or Alien Resurrection because that's what our name's based on is aliens i mean yeah this is our our mothership basically <laughs> and we've already done alien and aliens and alien 3 doesn't exist no so i don't know why they went from alien 2 to alien 4 the way they did but um they did so yeah we we picked uh resurrection as the logical next step in the alien franchise to bring to you and my five second summary actually addresses this so Oh, excellent. We'll talk more about that later. But yeah, we did Alien Resurrection, a.k.a. Alien 4. It was done in 1997, as we said. It was an R rating. It was an hour and 49 minutes long. And it got a disappointing 6.2 out of 10 on the IMDb scale. What about the tomato meter? Oh, man. Um, so glad that you asked. I'm actually going to go with the IMDb, as disappointing as it is, because the critic, the tomato meter, is a green splotch at only 54%. <gasps> And the critics' consensus, um, Alien Resurrection marks a slight improvement over its predecessor, ouch, but still lacks the emotional stakes that helped make it the franchise's first two entries sci-fi horror classics. Audience score much lower, only 39%. I call bullshit. I mean, this movie... I call fucking major bullshit, okay? Took a pile of shit that it was left with. Yeah. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. You know what? Let's just do cast. We'll get into this. I'm not going to get started yet. I'm just mad. I'm mad you're now. Like, you're mad already. I am. This is a fucking fantastic cast, too, by the way. Can we say that? Yeah, it does. Let's get into the cast so we can talk okay. about that. Ripley was, of course, Sigourney Weaver. Hello. Like, she's done, like, at least five movies that we've done already, but biggest thing she's known for is, like, Avatar, Ghostbusters, and Galaxy Quest, a favorite of mine. Yeah. Call, a.k.a. Cole, which I thought was her name, but apparently it's not. It's C-A-L-L. Oh, yeah, Call. Winona, Winona Ryder. Uh, yeah, she was in Girl Interrupted, Black Swan, Edward Scissorhands, and again, lots of stuff. Just, wow. Just recently watched me some Girl Interrupted, too. Did you? She's, oh, yeah, she's in Stranger yeah. Things right now for the newbie newbie Gen Z that listens yes, to us. she's in Stranger Things. I forgot about that. Um, Vrize was Dominique Pignon. Um, he was an Amelie and Delicatessen, uh, who also was directed by the same director as this, which is Jean-Pierre Jeannot. Um, they're actually friends and he appears in a lot of his films. So yeah. Oh, is um, that the connection there? Okay. I was curious yeah. about that. Yeah. And, um, Delicatessen and Amelie are two of the biggest foreign films that have actually made it mainstream, like, if you ask an American what Amelie is, I would say probably, what, five out of ten would know what it was. Because it actually made it mainstream over here. Same with Delicatessen. I don't know. Maybe. One in two people. Maybe. One, you think 50% ratio, too? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Well, I, I, I couldn't I really than, say because like, I don't go I around watch. asking people if they have seen Amelie. So. Why not? I do it on a regular basis. I do go up to strangers and be like, have you seen Amelie? Why the fuck not? Here's my copy. Go watch it and come back to me. Here's my address at home. That sounds like something you would do, yeah. Totally fucking safe. And I also pick up hitchhikers on the weekends. So, I mean, there you go. Granted, they don't make their destinations. But that's another story, okay? Oh, something we shouldn't be admitting on the air. Cool. All right, keep it up. Let's go. Johnner was Ron Perlman. Uh, His Hellboy, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and Sons of Anarchy, which I love that show. Christy was Gary Durden. Okay, so any OG CSI fans, he was one of the part of the original cast for um, CSI. And he was in something very interesting. In 1995, two women tried to bring uh, the British comedy Upstairs Downstairs over to America and called it The Office. And they said it in an office setting. And it was called mm-hmm. The Office. I just thought it was very interesting. I mean, it predates the... The um, office office? Yes. And they, it was just very interesting to me. I was like, oh, I, it only lasted six series. Obviously, it totally fucking 
um, crashed and burned, but it was actually a pretty good cast too. Like, uh, um, oh, I can't even think right now, but like it had a really good cast and I was kind of surprised. So I'm going to kind of look more into it. So yeah. Cool. Well, Elgin is, was, uh, Michael Wincott. Um, yes, he wins, usually wins best hair award, uh, for the crow. And, mm-hmm. uh, he was also in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Hilliard was Kim Flowers. She was in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and Another Day in Paradise. General Perez was Dan Hadea. Cher! No, he was in Clueless. Usual he was Suspects. The dad in and Clueless. Drive. Yes, I love him. <laughs> Cher! <laughs> Dr. Wren was J.E. Freeman. Uh, he was in Miller's Crossing and Patriot Games. Gediman was Brad Dorif. Uh, he's been in every movie we've fucking done, practically. I mean, oh my God, Chucky, seriously. Rob Zombie, Halloween. Also, he was in The Exorcist, uh, Lord of the Rings, one of the flew over the cuckoo's nest. We need to have like a special Brad Dorif award because I think we love this man. We do love this man. And I think we need to have a special award for him. I'm just saying. What, like every time he shows up in a movie, we just do the Brad Brad Dourif Award? I don't know. I'm going to think more on it, but I'm like... Okay. I just love him. I mean, he's been in everything. Okay. Yeah, I know. Me too. He plays a great bad guy. He plays a great good guy. He just... He's a great actor. He is. And I always forget. Like, I don't remember what he looks like because he is such a great actor. Like, sometimes I'm surprised when I see him and something. I'm like, wait, where was he? You know, I have to go back and look because I'm like, oh. You know, he's just... He's very good. Uh Uh-huh. And his IMDb picture cracks me up because it's like him in a barbershop quartet outfit. Yeah. In black and white. It's fucking hysterical. I was just looking at that too, like cracking up over it. That's funny. Um, Stefano was Raymond Cruz. He was in Under Siege, uh, Training Day, and Clear and Present Danger. And I know him best as Sanchez from The Closer. Oh, yes. I forgot about The Closer. These people have been in a lot of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, they have. Purvis was Leland Orser. Um, he was in ER and Saving Private Ryan, but I know him best from um, Liam Neeson's friend in the Taken movies. All three of them. Oh. Mm-hmm. I like this movie. Shut up. Shut up. Don't make me fight you. I'll fight you. Oh, okay. I'll fight you. Stop yawning and I'll fight you even further. I'm so sorry. This movie's not boring. <laughs> Yawning. It's not. I'm, in, I'm very uncomfortable right now. My throat is itching. I can't stop yawning. Uh, chaos has the, the Rona. It's not the company. It's just me today. I don't... Chaos doesn't feel very well. Make sure you stay far, far away from chaos. So, chaos does not get you sick. Alien 3 was a train wreck, so they hired Joss Whedon to resurrect it. But a French director to direct it and things went awry but only sort of but only sort of because i don't think he got wrecked it like joss whedon hates it because he did not direct it the way he wanted he wanted very tongue-in-cheek and jean-pierre actually directed it like it was an alien movie right not that it was a big joke i don't know right um and yeah, I think this spurred Joss on actually because it's space pirates is what we start with. And I think it mm-hmm. spurred him on to do Firefly later because it didn't go his way. So that's kind of a good thing. So it didn't go terribly awry. That's an in interesting that matter. take. Yeah. That's my thoughts anyway. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, we got Firefly out of it. And I like this movie. I feel like we have to acknowledge that Alien 3 was a thing. I hate acknowledging it. But for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to acknowledge it for a moment. Alien wow. 3 was a pile of dung burnt to ash. And they had to deal with that to get this movie. And I think taking what they took, I don't agree with the tomato reader. I think it was tomato meter. I think it was far above what the tomato meter says. Yes, it's not at the same level as the original and the second, but it is so mm-hmm. far superior to the third one because the third one was such a pile of burnt dung. That's the only way to describe it. That's for sure. That's for sure. I don't even know what the third one was. I don't know. I mean, they should sell 
the Alien series without the third one. And I think that's really why they call this one Resurrection, because they had to fucking resurrect the series. It wasn't about Ripley's resurrection necessarily. Yes, that works. But it was about resurrecting the series, because it sucked so bad that it so was, many fans won't they, acknowledge it. They, they basically say, though, that they failed, that it failed to resurrect too, though. So, I mean, it failed to resurrect the movie, the franchise. So, yeah, I mean, you might not want to put it like that, but... I think it did, though. I mean, we still got Prometheus, right? I mean, we started, they started... Well, I think Pro Prometheus was an attempt to resurrect it. Okay. Well... People aren't f fond of this movie. I am under no, I am under no, uh, you know, what do I want to say? Pretenses that that my opinion is in line with other people's with this movie as far as it goes. I really like this movie. I know a lot of people who don't like this movie. I was surprised. I did not know there was that makeup that didn't like this movie. I thought we were all like, yay, this is so much better. This is a good movie. I didn't so know much better like than it. the third one in my opinion. Um, but no, a lot of people do not like the fourth one any better than they like the third one. Wow. I'm shocked. I really am. Cause I didn't know it was that disliked oh so. it's hated really yeah sure huh i'm just crazy because i like it this movie. i don't love it on the it. rotten tomatoes tomato meter well, I mean, and that shocked got a 35 me too. audience score that shocked me too i'm just saying i did not realize that before you said that to me you know what i mean i just didn't know so yeah um we just podcasted maybe half hour prior to this the mask of the red death yeah, and which came out weeks before this episode dropping, but the fact that the IMDb score gave that a seven, and this one, when I say it was like a six point seven, just horrified me. <laughs> it just is, I know. Mask of the Red Death did not deserve a seven. Fuck. This got a six point two, and that got a seven, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I don't understand it at all. Unless my, and you will agree with this that I have the worst taste in movies. Yeah, you do. But I thought me having the worst taste in movies and you supposedly having the best taste in movies. Uh, uh it doesn't mean I have the best taste in movies. <laughs> you Just have better you taste. Have the worst taste in movies doesn't mean I have the best. Okay, taste you in have movies. better taste in movies. Would you flip flop these scores too, though? Would you give The Mask of the Red Death a higher score than Alien Four or Alien oh, Resurrection? No. Okay. I enjoyed Alien Resurrection. I know it's not a good movie, but I enjoy it. So, should we get into it? I guess. Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. Well, it's 200 years later after the movie that shall not be named. <laughs> and it's not Voldemort. You have a scientific slash governmental ship that's running. It's a, it's a secret project for the military, basically. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to resurrect Ripley and the alien inside her to make a new weapon for the military, basically. Because they think they yeah. control, can control and teach the alien. Because all yeah, the data, fucking like train it to put like bombs on subs or something like they did with dolphins. God, we're so wise in the military. Um, <laughs> anyway, so they think they can train it like a puppy because all the data, you know, didn't say otherwise that it was a horrible fucking monster that's going to kill everyone. Right. Apparently, they missed that part. <laughs> right, they missed that part of the memo. They didn't read all the way to the end. So they harvest, they, they get her, uh, Ripley's blood off of the last planet, which I can never remember the name of it, that she was a prisoner on, or it was the prison planet. The prison planet? I don't know the, the name of it. We'll just call it the prison planet, the horrible fucking movie prison planet. And they, they clone her, basically. They, they, they make new Ripley. They make several new Ripleys trying to do this. Yeah, she's got an eight tattooed on her arm, implying that they did this seven previous times as well. And they're able to remove the alien, which is tiny and cute. It's so adorable then. Yeah, when it's just a chestburster. And I don't even, I think it was, was it smaller than the chestburster that was an Ash too? I'm not Ash. Um, They sew her back up. They decide to keep her because she's perfectly fine. Unlike the yeah. previous ones, which we'll see. Mm-hmm. And um, so she's just hanging out, chilling. It's only been a couple, I want to say it's been a couple days. And they're trying to train her to, like, remember things. Like, she's got some memory from before, but it's very, it's not precise. It's, it's not almost, good. It's not intact. It's, it's almost like uh, 
like a stroke victim you know when they they're you're if they've had like a real bad one and you have to teach them like how to like they have to teach her like how to talk or or uh you know like they're showing her like pictures for fruit and she's supposed to say that's fruit and or here's a picture of a desk fork you know, it's like fork yeah like Fuck. they have to teach her like all the way like some all the way back to rudimentary stuff yeah but she's learning quickly i mean she's adapting very quickly yes learning As adapting is the very aliens. quickly not sure why they can't give her anything more than a metal hole to live in but that's besides it's the point, safer i, I don't know <laughs> for them i don't know like they can't Probably. give her a bed i'm just asking <laughs> um meanwhile the alien has grown too and like vastly and it's a queen it's this big motherfucker mm-hmm. and they've decided that she's laying eggs so she's gotten some eggs laid and they um Perez, the queen not ripley <laughs> no not ripley sorry the queen yes not ripley ripley's not birthing no babies <laughs> she don't know nothing like about birthing no weird image in my head and all of a sudden I was <laughs> of, like, alien, of ripley birthing eggs yeah, like, what? <laughs> so Perez gets these space pirates from the Betty. So you got Algin, Christy, Fry's, um, their new girl, Call. She's new to the group. And um, Hilliard. And they are bringing, they basically stole the sleeping pods of another ship and brought them over. Yeah, the stasis pods. So uh, the crew of another ship, their ship got hijacked while they were like mid-flight to wherever their destination was. And they stole all the stasis pods with the crew in them. And they are now selling them to these to the general. For cashy money. For cash money. Which no one really deals with anymore. I would like to know what they deal with, but that's, they didn't say that. Um, yeah. Can I just say real fast while Elgin and uh, Perez are having their drink? How cool is that? They take the whiskey cube. <laughs> yes, I know. I made a note of that too. I love that. Yeah, they take like... like this. It looks like a cube of like powder. Yes, that's been like pressed into a cube, obviously, and then they just like rehydrate it, and it becomes whiskey. And it's like in this little container. It looks like your applesauce came from when you were in school with yeah. the foil lid. I just thought that. <laughs> The things that we thought that, you know, the future would be like, it just makes me laugh. Yeah. Huh. Um, so they don't care what happens to these people or these pods. They just want their money. So, but meanwhile, while they're, the reason they have these people is so they can implant aliens inside them. Right. So they can put like face huggers and like, in, um, uh, impregnate them basically with face huggers. Yeah. Totally. Totally moral. Love the idea. Love it. Love it. Definitely. Thank you, government. Nothing wrong with that. They're like strapped into these, to these like boxes, these clear boxes, so that they, mm-hmm. they can watch the alien o- egg open and the fake hugger come out, and gr- they can't get away. It's pretty Which gross. Purvis wakes up right before the alien takes him over. It's horrible. Yeah, horrible. it's terrible. Terrible way to go. Well, Not that it kills him right away. I'm just no. mean in general, it's a terrible <laughs> way to be introduced to a facehugger for sure. Yes. Welcome aboard the ship. Here you go. Here's your facehugger. Everyone gets a facehugger. Yes. So part of the deal is not just the cash money, but the Betty's going to stay there. They're going to get two days room and board and um, Fry's is allowed to pick through their, their parts department, I guess it is. Mm-hmm. So they are looking for something to do, the main group of them, and they find Ripley in the mm-hmm. um, gym tossing basketballs around. Um, did you know the trivia on this one about how she did this for like six weeks or three weeks? Yes. Intensive she basketball. practiced and practiced and practiced the shot trying to get ready because she insisted on doing it herself and not having them do it, you know, like with a computer or something else. Mm-hmm. Um, she And she did get it. That is her actually making the shot, but it it was not a one take thing. Like a lot of people seem to think it took a lot of work and a lot of takes before she sank the one. That's pretty impressive that her ball handling. I'm not being pun worthy there either. 
I'm just saying it. <laughs> her dog handling is pretty impressive because um, Joner was trying to like such a perv. I don't know. Yeah. I'm so torn on Joner because he's such an asshole, but he's he definitely gets a Chad award, but yeah. he's not like as bad as some of these guys. I mean, the military asshole is still like like i don't even feel like the xenomorphs are the main antagonists in this movie unlike they were in the first two <laughs> like no. i feel like um i feel Red. like general perez is more of the antagonist well and ren too i mean and ren, perez yeah. doesn't even live that long ren's the no. one throughout the whole thing that fucks them over i mean we'll get further into that but i'm just i'll remember that ren is such a yeah, um, so we've got a chat award for Perez. We've got one for Joner. Um, I think what's his name gets one. The creeper Elgin. scientist. Oh, Brad the creeper. Um, uh, oh, I didn't write down his name. Shit, I wrote down Brad Dorf. Help. Um, let me see. Gildman, Gettyman, Gettyman, Dr. Gettyman. Gettyman, Gettyman, yeah. Dr. Gettyman. Yeah, he's Creeper. He gets the chat award, too. He's, like, in love with the alien. So, while they're having their tete-a-tete with, with Ripley, you see Gettyman, like, playing with the aliens. Like, the alien bangs its head against him, against the, uh, the, the glass, and he's like... Yeah, he's in this little room and he's in his observation room where he can see the three, um, there's three xenomorphs in this little room that he can pick on. And he, like, tries to kiss them and stuff through the glass, like, and also, like, he, he gets creepy. I mean, he's a creeper yeah. in this movie. But then when it bangs its head, he hits it with, um, is it nitrous? I think it is nitrous oxide. Yeah. Nitrous oxide. And, um, to cool it down because they don't like the cold. And they're trying to train this thing, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it's not gonna go well. The aliens smarter than you. They figure this shit out, you know. Like, yeah, they use it for themselves. They're way smarter than you. I don't know why you haven't figured that out. Anyway, so right. you see him try to get creepy with it, which oh, just gross. And um, what they learn is the three that are together. Am I skipping anything before I get to this part? Everyone's kind of relaxing. Oh, yes, I am. Sorry. Everyone's relaxing. Call gets kicked out of the kitchen with Christy and Joner because she spills the liquid. But that was kind of her thing. So she's on a secret mission. Yeah, Call has her own secret mission here. She um, she joined the Betty's crew just so that she would get this opportunity to get to this spacecraft where the this military spacecraft in order to get to Ripley, who she intends to kill because of the queen alien riding around in Ripley's chest. However, they've already taken out the queen alien, which Carl doesn't know at the start of this movie, obviously. Yeah. Until she gets upon her, which can I'm, we see mm-hmm. how weird it is that they use their breath as locks instead of like eye scans or fingerprint scans they use their breath yeah that's Uh, weird why no 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 so yeah she's got different sprays of different people and that's why she's got different ones so she can't find presses oh okay well yeah so they oh god oh okay yeah well she gets in and she finds that they have taken the alien out. She's like, there's no point in killing Ripley then. But she leaves her in the fucking hole. Nice. Well, she doesn't have much of a choice. I mean, <laughs> Ripley is gonna do what Ripley wants to do. Hello, cats. Sorry, it was Zoe. She wanted to say hi. She said um, hi three times. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, Yeah, I think Ripley kind of pushes her out, doesn't she? Yeah. Ripley's like she's like Ripley's like you're gonna kill me or not and she's like well there's no point now and um Ripley's basically like yeah you're not gonna kill me if I don't want you to and she does this weird thing where she's like they didn't take it all the way out I could still feel it behind me yeah 
Okay. Well, because so she's like part alien. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> so while this is going on with, with Call, right after that happens, the aliens devise a plan three of them together. They sacrifice yeah. the littlest one and attack it so the acid can cut through the floor. Which mm-hmm. it does. And, um, which it does, Doc- and the other two escape. Yeah, and Dr. Gettyman goes to check it out, to see, and he sees it go like all the way through almost to the hole, and that's when one of the aliens goes and grabs him. Pulls him down into the hole, and you're like, well, okay, that's it for him. I guess he's dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And somehow they get into the observation area and they take Mm -hmm. care of that anesthesiologist, which does get credit, but she doesn't get credit with us. And (laughs) so when the army guys come in there, or for some reason, it's just one army guy. Not sure why they only sent one for an alien. That's aside the point. He comes in there and he sprays them with nitrous oxide. So, yeah. I'm thinking of the wrong thing. Is it nitrous oxide I'm thinking of? Um, or is it just nitrogen? Nitro- maybe you're thinking of liquid nitrogen because I'm pretty sure nitrous oxide makes your car go fast. It does. Yeah, it's liquid nitrogen I'm thinking of. That's what freezes it. Yeah, so he sprays it with the liquid nitrogen. His hand falls off. Mm-hmm. It's fucking fantastic. Because the alien's smarter than us. Yep. So Klaxons sure. go, go off everywhere. And um, the army guys aren't even caring about anybody. They're getting the fuck out. They're in their pods and they're they're yeeting out of that ship. <laughs> they're yeeting themselves out of the ship. <laughs> um, well, I love when small... they, all, they all go to dive into the escape pod and the general, the one the general's in, and then, like, an alien, like, just climbs in with them. Yeah, so Perez throws, like, Perez throws a grenade and launches the fucker, and then it blows up and spins. Yeah. That's pretty great. And then an alien comes behind Perez, and fucking the mouth goes through his forehead. Doesn't it? Yes, it does. Forehead or chest? Oh, no, his... His head, because then he pulls back a piece of his brain. It's his head. Because he reaches back, his nose starts bleeding, he reaches back, and he comes back with a piece of jello brain. That's not good. And he dies. Goodbye, Perez. The the crew try to make it back to the Betty. Um, Elgin, he finds a gun with goo on it, and uh, Xenomorph that was apparently left as a uh, trap because a xenomorph pops out and gets him. Um, just before that happens, real fast, just so we can back up just a little bit, uh, why they have run into Stefano with them is the crew of the... Uh, Winona Ryder gets caught coming out of um, Ripley's room. And so they t- Ren takes her into the gym where everyone else from the, the Betty is except for Rise. And he's got the army guys arresting them, thinking that they're a traitor. Mm-hmm. And uh, between Christy and Joner with their secret weapons, which I love it. They all have secret weapons on them. Yeah. Uh, they manage to kill everyone but the Stefano and Ren and take them as their hostages when this happens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then they're trying to find the Betty. I'm sorry. I just thought that was important to add that that's why they had the Stefano and Ren with them. Sure. Um, Ripley shoots through Elgin to kill the Xenomorph. So they now have her, Sanchez, and Ren, who tells them that there are 12 more Xenomorphs in the facility. That he knows of, because he doesn't know about the one that got exploded already. Right. Um, Little Miss Eyes, as I started referring to her, a.k.a. Winona Ryder, um, aka Call, who I still thought was Cole. I don't know those <laughs> dumb names that movies. I like Call. What the fuck is her name, Call? And you really thought she was a human being named Call? They had Elgin and Vrys and those are real Joner. names. Call is not a real name. Stop that! I know a Call. Bullshit! You do. I know a Call. I don't. It's a real name. Uh. Uh-uh. I don't believe you. Whatever. Whatever. 
she's apparently now the risk analyst of this pirate venture, and she insists that Ripley is too much of a risk to bring along. <laughs> but Christy is the new man in charge because he was partnered with Elgin, and he says everyone sticks together. Except and they don't go looking for Bryce, though, who was off on his own. Right. I, I love that. <laughs> but they don't go looking for Bryce. They're like, oh, yeah, he'll, he'll find us. Apparently. He's probably dead already. He's dead. They probably just think he's already dead and they don't bother to go look for him. Um, Ripley's like straight up sociopathic because uh, calls like, why did you kill that one? What, one of your own kind? And she's like, it was in my way. Which is my excuse all the time. <laughs> and I was like, I like Ripley the sociopath. She's fun. She is. She really is. So they end up finding Rise, though. They, well, they do later. Yeah, but first they find the lab. Um, so they find the lab where they no, created the pre. They don't. They find him before they find the lies. The lab. Okay, I thought they found the lab first before they found him. Nope. They find him first. Sanchez tells them how to get to the ship, and then they discover. Well, Ripley discovers that the ship is moving. Um, and Ren confirms that it's going back to Earth. So I'm then, sure. and then when they are like, okay, so we got to blow up this fucker. And that's when they find the lab. They're, when they're moving towards the Betty, they find the other seven Ripleys. Which is horrible. I mean, some of them are like, are like in fetus stage. And then the last one, number seven. How they got yeah. from number seven to number eight, I don't know. Like, because <laughs> number seven is so horribly bad. It's, it looks like. A flayed open chicken breast is the only way I can describe it. It's really, really terrible. She's got and like she's still three breasts, alive. four arms. I mean, it's like looks like an octopus version of Ripley. Yeah, yeah. And she wants to be killed. She's just like strapped to a table, saying, "Kill me now, please, kill me," because she can't even like stand up. I mean, well, no. I mean, she only has one leg, probably. <laughs> How? And that's what I understand. How do they get from that to the Ripley that we see in one take? You know what I mean? Like, did they just realize, oh, I've realized how we fucked up and now we're perfect? Yeah, like, apparently. Makes no sense to me. And if you're not good at cloning from the get-go, maybe you shouldn't start. Just saying. <laughs> just a thought. I mean, if it takes you eight times to clone one human. Well, the problem is that they're not trying to clone one one human. They're trying to clone a human that has an alien organism within her. So True. they're really trying to clone two things, different species into two different species, although they're like connected to each other. They're one's inside the other. So they really do have uh, their work cut out for them. I mean, that's not going to be easy. I could see how you could get to the idea that like the two are part of each other. Yeah, I guess. And, uh, uh, like I, I, so it's not, it's not just like, wow, they are really bad at cloning humans. No, if they were just cloning a human, they probably could have gotten it right the first time. Good points. Okay. Maybe they had a, maybe they had a tall order. Fine. <laughs> I mean, that's I just guess. my thinking. That's, that's to me how that's how that makes sense. Um. So anyway, Ripley like kills the, the, the seven number seven i don't know why they uh she does it with fire because that seems like the least humane way to do it but that's yeah. how she does it by torching it to death and uh then she decides to torch the whole entire lab and destroy all of the other clones and everything which yeah good idea i would too but i just like i felt bad i would have given the one who wanted to die like one between the eyes or something you know something yeah, seriously. Like that they're not even gonna feel basically oh god i mean that's like the worst death that is the worst death Jesus. to be burnt alive yeah yeah it's like a terribly painful death and they had bullets it's not like they didn't have any fucking bullets i'm just saying right they could have they could have done it way better i just i don't know why they did it that way well as soon as they leave that lab then they find the other room containing the the crew the bodies of the crew that the betty delivered like all these dead bodies with burst chests basically and purvis right. who's still alive and freaking out and has no idea what the fuck's going on right you know when he fell asleep he was on a completely different ship without an alien side of him i know it's crazy right. but, you know. so that he joins their little motley crew 
and they all try to get back to the Betty. They have to head through the mess hall, which is now flooded. I guess the aliens flooded. Did the aliens flood it? I mean, how did it I get flooded? I don't know how it got flooded. Well, basically it's underwater. So Christy has to relieve Rise of his chair and strap him on like a backpack. Mm-hmm. Which is, at least they had that. I mean, at least they had that option. And they're all going for the longest fucking swim ever. Because these people can hold their breath for a long fucking time. Yeah, I guess it took like something like six weeks to to prepare for this shot. Oh, they it was shot horrible it first. too. Yeah, Joner, um, Ron Perlman almost drowned during it. Uh, Winona Ryder has fear of water because she almost drowned in the lake when she was thirteen. So that was a total fucking nightmare for her. And then Leland Orser's, um, they all had divers with them. To give them mm-hmm. oxygen as they did it. But Leland Orsers went to take a potty break in the middle of one time. And, like, he almost ran out of air. So, luckily, oh um, I think it was uh, Ron Perlman's that came to his rescue. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, Ron Perlman's diver came to the rescue because he almost drowned. He started running out of breath. So, yeah. It was um, probably the worst scene to film in the entire movie, I would think. Because of the nightmare problems they had yeah that must be why they started with it and it took three weeks to film too so i mean that's just for as short as it is that's just insanity to me because there's no dialogue Mm -hmm. i mean yeah there's acting underwater but i don't know it just seems like a long time to shoot that because it was less than five minutes the whole scene yeah right it was a very small part of the whole overall movie but while they're down there I do like when Rice says, Christy, when we break through, no backstroke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but an alien who's a much more competent swimmer, clearly, follows them and grabs yeah. Hilliard and she dies in a soundless death. Yeah, which is sad. Yeah, like her. sad. She was very, um, I feel like out of all the uh, people in the Betty, she was the only character that wasn't really developed. Like, you didn't get a whole lot of development from her, and that made me kind of sad in a way, because it's, like, one of your female characters. Well, that's probably why. I mean, yeah, her entire point was, like, to be, you know, she was the captain's, like, girlfriend, basically. I mean, what was the She was the pilot, though. Yeah, but that's... No, I know that, but I mean, story-wise. Yeah. She only existed to be his girlfriend. I mean, like... I just feel like I, it kind of is kind of let, let down that like, out of all the Betty characters got developed except for her. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, but she dies and they try to break through. But unfortunately, there's this membrane, egg mm-hmm. membrane, <laughs> that the alien, you know, does. And they have a hard time getting through it. So Christy sees a mirror and manages to, because when they do break through, they see all these eggs everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like eggs everywhere. So Christy managed to use a grenade launcher and blow them all up. So everything's on fire when they come up. And they've got to climb this ladder up to an access panel and aliens back. (laughs) And he starts climbing after those. And this is why I say Ren is more of an asshole than Perez. Okay. Because Perez was doing all this. Yes. Ren and Perez were both doing this. They're both the Chads. They were both making, you know, disastrous monster. Um, But Ren is with survivors now. Perez dies early on. Ren's with survivors and he fucks them over by Mm -hmm. leaving them behind, locking the door and going to the Betty for himself, which how is that fucker going to fly the Betty out of there? I don't know. But that's why I think he's a bigger asshole than Perez was. I gotcha. You know what I mean? Because he he even left his own man behind. Stefano was his man and he left him behind. So yeah. that's why. So yeah, he shoots Call because it's him and Call up there, and he can't break through. She gives him his weapon. He shoots her. She falls yeah. into the water. That was good. Her when she gave him her weapon, it's like, girl, why'd you do that? Well, she thought they were all in it together as survivors. They right. were all working together. I thought so too until he did that dick move. He gets through and closes up the doors and uh, locks them shut. Father has him. Father lock them. Um, mm-hmm. and meanwhile, everyone else is trying to get up. Christy's up, trying to get up with Rise on his back, and the alien's following after them. He shoots Christy in yeah. the face, because they're shooting at him. They're shooting at the alien. He shoots Christy in the face with acid. Which, do we ever the see them spitting? Spits it. 
Yeah, do we ever see them spitting acid before? No, that is definitely new to this movie. Okay. Like, there's lots of different, like, um, and I'm going to put it down to evolution a little bit of the alien. Well, it has been 200 years, so. Yeah. Yeah. I can see something to being different about these xenomorphs. Yeah. So he spits acid on Christy's face, um, which we have an argument about this. I think you and I, when we were watching this movie, not an argument. Like I think we agree a little bit. Um, He turns around. Rise has the ladder. Joner kills the fucking alien, putting a bullet right through him. And then Christy unleashes the belts to make them both sink down. Mm Mm-hmm. But my thought, and I think you agreed with me, was couldn't Christy have lived? Couldn't he have just kicked the fucking alien off of him once they were in the water and lived? Well, I he... mean, no. I mean, he was just—he was trying to—he—he he knew that he wasn't going to be able to drag himself up the ladder. He knew he wasn't going to be able to do that again. Um, and he knew that Bryce wasn't going to be able to help him. So he was just giving Bryce his best chance of survival. No, I agree on that. But my thought process was, is so because the alien was caught on his boot, he and Bryce could not carry all their weight. Um, mm-hmm. He lets himself go. He falls down with the alien through the water. But my thought was after that, couldn't he have kicked the alien off and survived? No, because that he was already saying, I'm not going to survive. I've got to do this so that Bryce can survive. Okay. No, I was just thought what was killing him. Was it the acid on his face that was eating away at him? Or I would, that, that's why I was questioning it. I don't know. I think it was like he knew he wasn't going to survive it. If he fell down there, he was going to get taken. If he lived, if he lived like that, he, he was going to get a face hugger on him. So he might as well just like get the, you know, like. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Oh, he dies. Bye, Christy. I liked you a lot. Yeah, I did too. So they get to the locked door and then call opens it for them on the other side. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, she's not dead. Call hi. Woo. <laughs> yeah, because she is a synthetic. Yeah, so Call's a synthetic like Ash and Bishop before her. Call and soon to be followed by David. <laughs> Gonna have an android in every uh in every one. Everyone that exists, yes. You that do. exists. <laughs> but she's a different kind of synthetic. She was made by synthetic, so she was supposed to have empathy. But apparently they didn't like that. So they burned all of them and only a few of them escaped and cause one of the few that did escape. Right. But before she escaped, she accessed the mainframe and that's how she found out about Ripley and what they were doing here. So how she knew years ago that they were working on this, I don't know, but maybe this has been works in progress for years. So apparently it has. Yeah. So she's got that lovely milky pussy, spaghetti mm. blood and guts that we know from synthetics. Yeah, I like when Ripley checks her wound and goes should have known. No human being is that humane. <laughs> Ripley still has a problem. Even after Bishop, she still has a problem with synthetics. Yeah. She's always going to be uh, always going to be biased on them. Well, they know that um, Red is going to the Betty and they're trying to they want to blow the ship once they get on the Betty, because that's the only way to keep the aliens from taking the Earth over. So, well, they can't uh, blow it though. No, they uh, they um, Ripley gets called to go into the ship's computer to destroy it, but she can't. She realizes the only way, the only thing she can do is crash the ship. Right, which is kind of cool how she can link into the mainframe like that. I kind of love that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I love that upgrade. <laughs> um, so she they they set it up on the crash course, and they're trying to get back to the Betty. Um, in the meantime, Ripley finds a hole, and she she hears something, and she gets snatched through the grating by the aliens, and she's mm-hmm. in this. What did you call it? A cuddle party? Oh, um. <laughs> 
What did I call that? Did you I called it, it a cuddle something. Cuddle party. Yeah, I called it, it a cuddle, cuddle party. party. <laughs> a Zeno cuddle party. Which sounds like a lot of fun, doesn't it? It does. It <laughs> I kind of want does. it. You know, without the killing in the end. You know, just, just oh, the cuddle without part. that. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Well, they, they bring her to the queen who has, along with being able to lay eggs, now has inherited her reproductive organs and is now going to be giving birth to a new baby. And Getamine's yeah. there, cocooned, alive. He's apparently <laughs> the father, we're thinking. That's my thought anyway, because he's a creepoid. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. So baby's born... Kills, we're going to call, I think it's called the newborn. I, that's the only thing I've seen it called. I haven't seen mm-hmm. it called anything else. Um, the newborn kills mommy. Kills yeah. daddy and daddy. Just, just uh, rejects mommy and daddy, yes. Yes. And But likes, likes Ripley. Ripley escapes. Barely makes it to the Betty on time. Like, the thing she has to jump is, like, insane because she's super Ripley. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think regular old Ellen Ripley could have done that, but Super Ripley could have. Yep. And luckily, even though they've lost all of their pilots, she can pilot, so she's going to pilot them out. Well, the bay door's not closed, and it's keeping them from being able to take off, so Call goes and checks that out. Yeah. She can't get it closed, but the newborn can. <laughs> Poor fucking Stefano. So, Call... Stefano sent down to go help Call. Mm-hmm. He gets killed while, while Call's hiding. I feel so bad. He makes it all the way to the ship and then he dies. I know. Ripley figures it out what's going on and she goes down there and the newborn loves her. She's like nuzzling her. Well, it's nuzzling her. And um, Ripley, who we've discovered has acidic blood like the alien earlier. Yes. Cuts herself on the newborn's tooth and flicks it at the blood. You mean at the window? At the window. What did I say? The flicks blood. it at the blood. You flick yeah, the blood at the blood. Flicks the blood at the blood. Flicks the blood at the window, uh, depressurizing the cabin and creating an air suck, which the newborn which gets sucked through. Pulls the baby out and call and Ripley hang on while the baby gets sucked out. Yeah. So sad. Yeah. Um, the Riga crashes into Earth, and it makes the hugest fucking, like, this ship must have been, like, huge, because it makes a big fucking crash cloud. And then the Betty also breaches Earth, and they look out and like, oh, this is Earth. It's not as bad as we thought it was going to be. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and shots. In the, um, I guess in the theatrical version, um, they look out over Paris. Oh, uh, but this one is just kind of uh, deserted land. So. Yeah, Josh Whedon wrote Josh Josh Whedon wrote an entire <laughs> third act that takes place on Earth where they actually battle for Earth, but really? uh, they scrapped it. Obviously, <laughs> yes. Damn it! Well, that sucks. But yeah, yeah. so end scene, end movie. And and thingy. Um, it was there's some theories actually because I know we were talking about Joss Whedon not being happy about this. Um, yeah. They actually think of River as being like a young Ripley, like people oh. said, oh, well, she could be a young Ripley. Like Elgin's, uh, Elgin is um, Mal, Joner is uh, Jane, and then you've mm-hmm. got Ren as Simon, and then you've got Ripley as River. Like they kind of like. Yeah done it that way like where they've kind of seen how he was going a little bit but yeah so uh what kind of trivia do you have because i know you have a lot of trivia no i already gave my trivia while we you were already gave on. your trivia how dare yeah, you that's how you're supposed to do it okay i got a little bit of trivia um that did not make it into the thingy um the only reason Sigourney Weaver is not a record as saying the only reason she did this movie is because they basically brought a dump t- truck of money to her and that is the only reason she did this movie. And she also, she was co-producer on it, and she refused to go to uh, England. So this is the only one not to be shot in England for this movie. Because well, she Sigourney said, don't want to travel. 
No, she didn't want it to go to England because it was too wary on the the cast and crew that to go all the way to England. Wasn't that she just didn't want to travel. Oh, okay. I didn't read that part of it. I just read that she didn't want to go. Um, um, oh, go ahead. Um, a lot of... I had read previously that a lot of things that happened in this movie happened because Sigourney Weaver liked them. Oh, yeah, like costume choices and stuff like that. She had a really big hand in it. When she, she did really take the hand. dump truck money... Yeah. She had a huge hand. Once she signed on, she had a really huge hand in determining what they did. Um, the one thing I'm sad about is Dr. Ren was originally written for written for Bill Murray, who would have, you know, was from Ghostbusters as well, but he did not take the spot. It was given to um which McCall instead. That would have been cool though, if Bill Murray is Ren. Yeah. <laughs> um the biggest thing I had was about the underwater scene. Um yeah. And they had father instead of mother. Like, we had mother in the first one. We had father in this one as the main computer. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. Yeah. I think that's all I have. Um, oh, I do have that H.R. Uh, Giger, who designed the original Alien, was pleased with the movie. He called it an excellent film, but he was disappointed that he wasn't credited. Oh, that's right. I forgot that he wasn't credited for his original design. Yeah, his original design. Mm -hmm. um, Giger his uh, Google him he had some real his, his artistic style was very unique <laughs> I'll just say that mm -hmm. um, I really love his stuff I, I was a fan of his stuff the, the moment that I ever heard his name I just I just love his name I just always, I've always appreciated his work. But it's very dark. It's not, I mean, it's exactly what you would probably think it is, actually. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> if he designed the alien, that's kind of what his, uh, that's what his uh, artwork style is, basically. Um. Did you know that the scene where the newborn gets sucked out was originally supposed to be the death scene for Lambert in the very first movie? No, I did not. Yeah, uh, they just, with budget reasons, they had to redo it. But yeah, that was going to be the original death scene for Lambert. Um, and I also read about Joss's original newborn was going to be a spider-like four-legged eyeless bone-white creature with red veins running alongside its head. It had an inner jaw similar to the other xenomorphs. It also had a pair of pinchers on the sides of its head, which were used to hold its prey while it drained the prey of blood with its inner jaw. Nice. It was going to be nearly the same size as the queen alien. That would have been kind of cool. I thought the one that they made was a little cuddly. Like, I thought it was cute and adorable. Well, part of it was. Yeah, well, except for the killing part. Yes, I agree. That little nose, you look like a rhinoceros. I just want to cuddle it. Yeah, they made it that way to give it more ability to emote on camera so that you could sympathize with it a bit. That makes sense. Um, yeah, because it, you know, it's supposed to be part human too, so it's supposed to be kind of like an uh, amalgamation of Ripley and the queen, right? Right, so it makes sense. Yeah, all right. Do you have anything else to add? Or um, should we bring you the fuck out? I just wanted to say um, that there was going to be an Alien 5 that Josh Whedon, Josh Whedon wrote, um, but Sigourney Weaver just wasn't interested. She had said she would do a fifth con installment on the condition that she liked the story, and she wasn't interested in what he brought, I guess, to the table. Oh. Um before the green light for Alien vs. Predator, James Cameron had been collab collaborating on the plot for a fifth Alien film with a different writer. Um, but then when he learned about the crossover, he ceased work on his concept. And um, he said that the, the crossover would kill the validity of the franchise, quote unquote. Um, Although he had later admitted that he liked it, I guess. 
um, but he ruled out any future involvement with the series. Hmm. Um, at first, they were talking about doing an alien spinoff that would focus on on Ellen Ripley instead of the aliens, but that never materialized, and instead they started doing the exact opposite, focusing on the aliens with Prometheus and alien covenants and all that stuff that nobody really cares about because Ripley's not part of it. Sorry about ya. The Prometheus wasn't horrible. Ugh. But yeah, I miss Ripley. I mean, Ripley is as much of alien as the xenomorph is, in my mind. I think so. I mean, I think so. I don't think you could have an alien without the xenomorph, but I don't think you should have it without Ripley either. Mm-mm. No. Definitely not. And that's... I think if they had done Resurrection without Ripley, they would have been fucked. Because oh, I yeah, don't for think, sure. Even though people didn't like it, I think it would have been way more panned than what it was. You know what I mean? I think people would have hated it. I know I would have if there was no Ripley. Oh, yeah, for it. sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Hey, 100%. Thousand check it out. There's a popular fan theory that Christy didn't actually die. He escaped the destruction of the Agoria, Auriga in an escape pod. I like that fan theory. I'm oh, go I like it. that theory, too. Yeah, me, too. I, I like Christy. <laughs> oh, God. Um, should we rate? Yeah, let's rate so we can get out of here. Yeah, we should probably get the fuck out. Um, <laughs> go first. Okay, um, I will give it, see, I really like this movie. I'm going to give it an eight. <laughs> Me too. I'm an 8.333. Oh, okay, cool. Because I like it a lot too. I watch it all the time. I mean, I own it, so. Yeah. I have no problem with it. We have well, a lot I of mean, fans. you owning the- it doesn't really mean anything, but. Shut up. Shut up. I no, I, okay, so I I legitimately so when I I have a collection of horror movies, but they're like curated. They're like they're like movies that I only would consider like really worth owning. But but I have come to know that there is a section of horror fans who collect horror movies that they just collect anything that's horror. And that's I didn't know me. that was a thing. Mm-mm. But that's apparently a thing. So you're you're totally valid in the way that you collect horror, which is to collect shit. Hey, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I collect all sorts of shit. I don't collect just horror shit. I collect all sorts of shit. All right, um, are you ready for some fan fiction? Absolutely. There are 736 fan fictions that are crossovers. Whoa. There's 33 Harry Potters, which I kind of want to read those. Uh, there's High School Musical. There is Criminal Minds. There's Naked Gun. That should be interesting. Uh, Hunger Games, Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, it just goes on and on. Go check these out. If you have a favorite movie, they're probably matched with this movie. So, Holy cow. It's the Simpsons. Nice. Jimmy Neutron. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's pretty great, actually. I'm, I'm loving it. So. You and McDonald's? I'm loving it. <laughs> There's even new ones, like... Suicide Squad. Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> That's horrible. Oh, uh, should we get out of here? We are uh, part of the Morbidly Beautiful podcast network. Morbidlybeautiful.com is your place for all things horror. You can find anything you're looking for related to horror. They have just a whole slew of incredibly talented content creators, writers, you know, everything, um, you can find anything. So go there, check it out and find your next horror film to watch and fall in love with. Um, we are hosted by anchor.fm. We are on all the social medias at podcast at night on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. That's pretty fun. And we have an Instagram and a Twitter. We also have, um, a, Threadless store um, where you can find merch. Um, and but even if you don't have a bunch of money to spend, but you still want to help support the show somehow, we would love that. Um, word of mouth is always a great way to to spread the word and and help us out. But also you can go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five star review, and screenshot it, send it to us. We will send you a free vinyl sticker for your trouble. All you have to do is send it to podcast tonight at gmail.com. Okay. 
Good night from Carnage, and as always, we're filmed in front of a live studio audience of loud motherfucking cats. Rawr.